You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith, how the two come together and lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. When Moses had stage fright, and David brought a rock to a sword fight, you picked 12 outsiders nobody would have chosen, and you changed the world. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, once again, fine solo this week. I'm tired of saying that. I'm looking forward to getting Pastor Ken Keltner for Brookside Baptist Church back in studio. And uh, I don't know the date, but we're starting to open up a little bit here. And I'm excited about uh, him getting back in and and, and being my co-host on Faith in the Zone. I'm excited about today's show. Really excited, in fact. I've been a fan of this guy for a long time. And once again, Tom Roy... Um, has has introduced us. Uh, if you don't know Tom, he's been on the show a lot. He is uh, a guy that I talk about quite a bit on Faith in His Own, founder of UPI and the president of Shepherd Coach uh, Network. And uh, he's a Grafton guy, born and raised in Grafton, and just the salt of the earth, one of the nicest men that I know. And uh, our next guest is a friend of his as well. He is Chris Singleton, newest member of the Brewer Telecast and uh, on Bally Sports Wisconsin. Hey, Chris, uh, congratulations on, on being part of this telecast with the Milwaukee Brewers, and, and welcome to Milwaukee. Oh, thanks, Mike. Uh, it's, it's great. I've always uh, been fond of this city and area, and a couple of years ago got to spend some time here in the postseason, and uh, people at the ballpark, and everyone's so nice. So when you know, I was uh, reached out to and invited to come up and be a part of it, it was, uh, wasn't a hard decision at all. Well, I've, I've, uh, I'm going to tell you straight up that I've, I've been a big fan of yours for a long time. And so a couple of years ago, when Tom Roy, we're going through some guys that he knows that would be good guests for Faith in the Zone, and your name came up. And I said, hey, I, I would love to have him on. He said, he's really busy. And I said, I know. I said, maybe one day? He said, yep, maybe one day. And every once in a while in conversations, I would say, hey, Tom, you know, any chance if you talk to Chris Singleton and he said, no, I really haven't. But if I do, I'll let him know about faith in the zone. And when this when it became known that uh, Chris is, uh, has been hired to be part of the Brewer telecast again on Bally Sports, Wisconsin, I immediately said Tom a, uh, a text. I said, OK, now would be a good time. Maybe we can uh, introduce him to to uh, was it to Milwaukee and and to the state of Wisconsin yeah. a little bit. And he said, "All right, I, I think uh, now would be a good time for me to reach out." So we will spend the entire hour with Chris Singleton. Hey, Chris, can we talk in, in this first segment? Talk a little bit about your background. You know where you grew up, where you played ball, and uh, and how you got kind of to where you ended up being in the major leagues, where you went to college, stuff like that. Sure, yeah. Well, I grew up in California, Northern California, in the East Bay area, like uh, east of San Francisco, Oakland. And uh, I was a, you know, a three-sport player as a kid, and then ultimately in high school, two-sport player. And football was my, you know, top sport. And uh, baseball was a sport I really enjoyed and I was good at, but I was, you know, more advanced in my football career. And 
uh, all I wanted to do was go to college and play football on Saturdays. But, you know, I, w- I was offered a scholarship by the University of Nevada, the Wolfpack, to play football. And because I was a pretty good baseball player in high school, they had said that, well, if you come here, we'll let you play both sports. So anyhow, I didn't know that I wanted to play baseball in college, but I was drafted by the Astros out of high school and thought that, well, I must be, you know, pretty decent. So I'll always keep that door open. And when I went to Nevada after playing a couple of years of football there, I wanted to just see if I'm even good enough to play college baseball. And I went out and kind of fell in love with the sport again. It was my first love, Little League Baseball. And after two seasons of playing, I was drafted pretty high by the San Francisco Giants. And um, from there, decided, all right, I'm going to you know, walk away from football and I'm going to pursue a baseball career. And I had a lot of catching up to do because, you know, a lot of uh, my peers had been playing baseball all year round. And so um, I had a lot of work to do, but it was a really fun journey through the minor leagues and um, ended up, you know, making it to the big leagues and you know, playing uh, after having spent time with the giants in the minor leagues and then the Yankees in the minor leagues. And then in the big leagues with the white Sox and the Orioles and the Oakland A's and, Tampa Bay Rays, uh, moved through the career and never really wanted to to spend my entire life in uniform, um, wanted to enjoy making it, you know, to the top and and having some good years, but really wanted to be able to, uh, you know, with my wife, raise our kids and be present in their lives. And so I wasn't willing to sacrifice those formative years of my kids you know, just to keep playing um, a sport and, and traveling around and having to be away. So um, ended up only, you know, spending you know, six seasons in the in the big leagues and then, you know, deciding to, to shut it down so that I could be there, you know, with the wife and for the kids. So then after that, I'm, you know, at home and, you know, get some calls from baseball teams and they want me to, you know, maybe come do some broadcasting. And I was thinking, God, I – I walked away from baseball so that I could be home and, you know, here I am getting these opportunities. So I just thought that I would sort of humor them in the sense of, sure, I'll come and do an interview for you. And you know, before you know it, they're offering me a contract deal and my wife's saying, you should do it, just try it. And um, I ended up doing it and it's created a career that, you know, here I am 15, 16 years later, um, you know, still doing it and, and enjoying it. But it also uh, created a really good work um, life balance and allowed me to have the best of both worlds where I could be with my family and with my kids, but also still be part of the sport. But it was one of those things where I I feel like there was a part of me for a good bit of time that, you know, I was always kind of wanting to get, you know, out of baseball so that I could get into regular life. And then, you know, God keeps bringing baseball opportunities back. So I had to eventually see the handwriting on the wall. You know, you had said, uh, you had said early on, you said, look, I, I, was a pretty good college baseball player. I had some catching up to do, but I got drafted fairly high by the Giants. You're second round high. Like, that's really high, and I appreciate you, you being humble with that. But, my goodness, you were the 48th pick overall for a guy that, you know, didn't go to college to play baseball. What, what position did you play um, in football, by the way? I was a wide receiver, and I was actually at the time better in football than I was baseball. I probably could have had um, – some type of career in the NFL, but you know how that goes. It's, you know, you're one, one hit away from, you know, your career being over and, you know, those average careers are like two to three years. So it ended up working out pretty well, but uh, there was a lot of, um, you know, humbling that took place on the, you know, buses and, you know, little hotels and small towns in trying to catch up to, where, you know, ideally you would be for someone drafted that high and someone playing against these, you know, other players that were playing baseball at, at you know, some major schools and having success. And so, uh, yeah, there was a lot of raw football talent that at times I had to, you know, get out of football mode and, and you know, really start thinking like a baseball player. But, you know, thankfully uh, I was able to do that. And, you know, I mean, it probably experienced more than I ever imagined, Um is on the field and just very grateful and very thankful for every step of the way. I mean, very, very thankful for the minor leagues because those were, you know, real proving grounds of character and integrity and, and work ethic and all of those. Uh, and, and there was uncertainty as well. Would I make it, you know, to the next level of that I've 
you know, dreamed of playing at. And uh, so through, you know, when I look over the career, I'm so grateful for uh, what most people, you know, in life, we, we kind of want to bypass, you know, the work right. or the harder times to get to our destination. And, you know, it's only human. Um, and I was the same way when I was in the midst of it. But as I was kind of moving through it and you really start to settle in and embrace each and every moment and opportunity as a gift, um, then I think it makes you, it opens you up to receive more. Um, and uh, I was very blessed to have been able to to experience that. He is Chris Singleton, again, newest member of our uh, Milwaukee Brewer telecast on Bally's uh, Sports Wisconsin. And he is so good. I, I just, I, I really feel like uh, when I listen to games that, that, that you're doing the color, Chris, not only the passion that you still have for the game of baseball, but you see things obviously different than a guy like me. I mean, I, Chris, I got, you have to know how good I was in the church softball league. I mean, <laughs> when it comes to church softball, for at one point I was the guy. So when I listen to you and you talk about, look, here's what I think is going to happen, or here's why he did that, it's just very good, and, and I appreciate uh, the knowledge and, and the passion that you have for that sport. You had said um, earlier on, you said, look, I, I didn't want to miss um, my my kids. I, I wanted to do this. I didn't want to spend my whole life in a baseball uniform. And I'm wondering, Chris, where I, I don't hear that a ton from from prof, uh, former professional athletes. And I'm wondering where that that part of your life and your heart came from. Oh, Mike, that's a that's a great uh, find for you in terms of just listening, because there is a uh, a very strong reason to that. I, I grew up, my parents divorced when I was young. And I was raised by a single mom. I didn't have a father around and many times came home from school, even as early as kindergarten, um, to an empty home. And and I think even at times, you know, when my kids were at that age of kindergarten or first grade, how there's no way in the universe that my wife or I would ever let them walk home from school and come to, home to an empty house and be there for a couple of hours until we got home from work. Now, I'm not saying that to knock my mom. It's, it, that was the only option, but we didn't, we didn't have any other options. Um, but what I'm saying is that what I missed as a kid um, from coming home to someone there and someone excited to, to see you or, you know, I dreamed as a kid of, you know, coming home and there was a, you know, cookies that were you could smell walking right. in the house because yeah. your mom had made cookies or there was all of those things you would see on TV shows. I, for me, that was a real far cry and, and a dream and something that I just never was able to experience. So, you know, maybe somewhat selfishly, I was trying to live, you know, vicariously through my kids. I wanted my kids to be see daddy waiting at the bus stop when right. school's out and, you know, the school, the bus runs through the neighborhood that I'm right there waiting when they get off or I'm walking them to the bus in the morning or I'm taking them to school or I'm going to, to the school and sitting down and having lunch with them and bringing lunch to them. All those things that you know, I never experienced, I wanted to pour into them and I wanted to be there um, for those moments. So it was really birthed out of the fact that I didn't have it. Amen. Good for you. Uh, good for you. You know, I, uh, I, I born and raised, I've lived in the city of Milwaukee my whole life. I'm now a grandfather of four and uh, four grandsons. And I can tell you that, you know, back in that, in those days, my father was a brickler and a mason and he, he was tough, man. He just was not the nicest man. He just wasn't. And I, I have these two kids, Katie and Matthew, and my brother, Tim, who lives in Florida is a family counselor. And when Katie was about 10 or 9 and Matthew's 5 or 4, I, I really thought, man, I'm not doing this right. Like, I'm going to screw these kids up, and I can't figure out. I've read this book, and it says do it this way. And I've read this book. And so I call my brother, and he was like, hey, hey buddy, how are the Packers going to be this year? I said, look, I, I don't want to talk about that. I need some help here. And he goes, yeah, what's going on? And I told him, I don't, I don't know if I'm doing this right. And he said, no, no, you're fine. How are the Packers going to be? I said, Timmy, I'm not kidding. This is what you do for a living. I'm asking for your help. And he said, this can be a quick conversation. Do you remember how you felt when dad's car pulled up? When he got off the job, and the car pulled up in front of the house. Do you remember that feeling? And I go, yeah. 
He said, in the, in the, deep in your gut, you remember that. I go, exactly. I can feel it right now. He said, what happens when you walk in from work? I go, what do you mean? He goes, what did Katie and Matthew, what do they do? I said, Katie hugs me and Matthew throws a ball to me. He said, there you go. You're doing it right. How the Packers going to be? I go, that's it? He goes, that's it. I go, okay. I said, don't invoice me. I'm not paying you for that stuff. And he said, no, I'm going to send you an invoice on that for sure. He is Chris Singleton. I'm so, I feel so blessed to have him on because I'm a big fan. And and now that we have him here in Milwaukee, again, he is the newest member of the Brewer Telecast on Bally Sports, Wisconsin. We're going to talk to him about uh, a number of things throughout the show. His, t- if you want to follow him on Twitter, it's Singy Tweets. It's S I N G Y Tweets at Singy Tweets, and uh, he is redeemed and born twice. That's what it says on on his Twitter page. Husband, father, former NL- major league baseball player, founder and CEO of Singy's Plant Medicinal, and we're going to ask him about that because I did a lot of research and I'm really interested in that because. There's some I may I may have to buy some of this because there's some things that they talk about on that website that I definitely need. But we're going to ask Chris Singleton for his testimony on the other side of the break. This is Faith in the Zone on 12:50 a.m. The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone, discovering people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. On 1250 a.m., the fan. I'm living for the world to see. Nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see. Nobody but Jesus. When Moses had stage fright, and David brought a rock to a sword fight, you picked 12 outsiders nobody would have chosen, and you changed the world. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, and our special guest, he is Chris Singleton, former Major League Baseball player, Chicago White Sox, Baltimore Orioles, um, Oakland Athletics and Tampa Bay Devil Rays. And at the end of the show, I'm going to ask him all the uniforms he's ever worn, football, basketball, baseball, doesn't matter, at whatever age, if I could pick out one uniform from the closet and you get one more game in your career, you get one game left, what sport, what uniform, and who do you play against? We'll, we'll ask Chris that late in the show. Hey, Chris, the second segment on Faith in the Zone um, is my favorite, and I get a lot of response from people that listen that it's their favorite as well, where we just ask for your testimony and and, and when it was that you became uh, it's born again and, and asked Jesus to come into your life? Mm, yeah, so I would say I'll give you a little bit of the uh, background. I wasn't really raised in you know much of a religious home, but you know kind of a somewhat of a church going um, home to a degree, uh, certain, you know, morals, if you will. But when I was eight years old, I remember, I believe, you know, coming to a belief in Jesus and um, a sincerity of heart of wanting to uh, to get in line um, with God's will and everything else. And I think at that point there was, there was something sincere, but it, it didn't necessarily stick or materialize. And I went through my teenage years and, you know, I was a pretty good kid, uh, you know, stayed out of trouble and things like that, but, you know, wasn't living a life for Christ, wasn't uh, familiar with any other, you know, kids that during that time, they didn't have youth groups and stuff like that, like uh, you have today. So I was just, you know, living my life and partying and enjoying being an athlete and being popular and all those things. And, you know, I had a pretty good thing going. I mean, I was in a pretty good place with uh, just uh, socially and sport-wise and opportunities going forward. So with all that said, you know, future looked pretty bright for me. And I went to the University of Nevada, and as a true freshman, I was playing um, on the football team and um, getting a, a decent amount of playing time. And uh, the, 
the receiver that I was playing behind, he was a senior and, uh, you know, I was just going to step right into that role as the start of the next year. So things are looking really good. I mean, there's nothing to complain about at all. But over Christmas break, I had gone home to spend a few weeks like most college students do. And it was during that time around 19, uh, you know, 90, 91, where um, we were uh, going to war. I think it was Desert Storm at the time. And it was interesting because I had had enough, you know, church and Bible to uh, maybe be dangerous, if you will, and hear about, you know, things in the end times and, you know, wars and rumors of wars and all of that. And for some reason, um, then when I would turn on television and you would see like a news flash or something, and I'd see these tanks and I'd see this war and I was, there was just something that was like going on in me, like the scales were dropped from my eyes and that I was seeing this world as something that is perishing. And I, I feel like the question that was posed to me by the Holy Spirit, you know, was that this world is perishing, and do you want to perish with this world? Mm. And it really scared me, and I really was um, uncomfortable with where I was um, in terms of my position or standing with Christ and in relationship and in relationship or not. And I wasn't in relationship. Um, I wasn't, I don't believe I was, you know, born again at that time. And so I wrestled and I toiled and I was afraid. I didn't understand the grace and mercy of God. I didn't know that even if I had decided at that time that, okay, I'm going to give my life to Christ that if I even had enough time to do enough good things, that if I were to die, that I would be accepted into heaven. I just had no understanding of, you know, Scripture and the grace of God and how things work. But I simply, after wrestling and trying to find a way to make it, you know, sort of go away, I finally uh, just decided, and I said, Lord, if you'll save me, I will live for you. And I didn't know how. I didn't know anything. I didn't know anyone my age. I didn't know anyone. It was just a. It was a. I was in a certain world, and I was, you know, crossing over into another world that I didn't know anything about. But sort of a blind faith that said, "If you'll save me, I don't know. I didn't even know if, you know, I was eligible or not. But I said, if you'll save me, I'll live for you.' And that's when everything changed. You know, one day at a time, but radically changed. And I would say that. For myself personally, it was a you know kind of a radical salvation because I went from first semester in college playing football, partying Thursday night, you know, ten cents, twenty cents beers at the local pub, and hey, we're going out, we're gonna drink, get drunk, and hang out, all these things, um, just you know, getting other people to to go and hang out, just kind of life of the party in certain ways. I went from that to a guy on a Saturday night. When people are going out, I'm in my dorm room reading my Bible. Wow. And I'm trying to grow closer to the Lord. And in the midst of that, for those people around me that knew me as first semester guy, they thought I had lost my mind. And I remember one night in the dorms, it was a weekend night, and you know people are in and out. They're going out and partying and doing everything else. And I happened to have left my door cracked in my room, um, or my roommate did before he went out and uh, a security guy was coming through the building and, you know, he opened my door and just looked in and he said, Hey, this, your door was cracked. I just want to make sure everything was okay or just what. And he saw me reading my Bible. And so he asked me a question or so. And so we started talking and he's like, Hey, I need to be out here walking around. So I said, Oh, I'll come outside. So I come out in the hallway and I'm down towards the elevator with my Bible and I'm talking to this guy and all of a sudden, the doors of the elevator uh, open up, and a bunch of my friends come walking off the elevator, and they all like were like eyes like <laughs> wide open. They see me standing there with the Bible, talking to um, a security officer, and at that moment, it was like I knew there's no turning back. You know, it was almost like God set me up because at that moment, it was all right, this is really real. And yeah, they think I'm crazy. I've lost my mind. And they've seen me doing something that I didn't even realize I was doing. And it was something that I said I would never do. 
you know, I always thought, well, if I, if I, if I become a Christian, I'm not telling anybody about God. I'm not talking about God. I'm not giving money to, you know, churches or all these things, right? I had it all figured out before I had, you know, gotten born again. And all of a sudden your heart changes and you're just naturally doing things, um, that are fueled by, you know, love and, and grace and mercy and compassion. And so, you know, there I am. And I knew at that point, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm too far into this to, to turn back. And so from there, um, started the campus ministry. Um, you know, we had a weekly sort of, you know, small church and worship and teaching and just all these things. We built a community of like, you know, young people that just organic. Um, but to this day, you know, individuals whose lives were transformed during that time and um, are living, you know, faith-filled lives, some in ministry, some just, you know, you know, good believers with husbands and kids and everything else. So just pretty remarkable when I look back to see what uh, the change in me, how Amen. that impacted other lives and those lives impacted others. And uh, yeah, so that was really where things were solidified uh, for me. And I was still playing, you know, sports, obviously, baseball and football in college and then on to the minor leagues. Uh, but I'll tell you this, the, the, the most critical thing for me that I, I learned and I was able to experience, um, which is so powerful, was the real power of a real relationship with Jesus and a real relationship and knowing the Holy Spirit and not being bound to the only way that I can be um, good or right with God or as if I'm you know, in church all the time and I'm around this, I'm doing this. You know, we become these human doers instead of just human beings as it relates to our position with God. You know, we're, we're always looking at, you know, performing or being, you know, needing to be in this environment, doing this in order to validate um, our faith or our Christianity. But yep. for me, I didn't have those things available because when you're playing, you know, sports and you're traveling and you're all over the place, you know, you better learn how to, how to know the Lord and, and to be able to spend time with the Lord and experience God on a bus, you know, in a hotel room and a dugout and a locker room. Um, and that was something that was, I guess you'd say taught to me, you know, by the Holy spirit, sure. just, or I was invited to have a relationship with God, no matter where I was, no matter what time it was. Wow. And that became um, the real strength of my life and the ability to have consistency in my walk because um, it was it was something that, you know, not by my own doing. I think, you know, if I could have done it all over again, if, if you put me back at, you know, the starting line, I would have said, oh, let me be in a church and around people and be in a cozy environment every week. And, you know, I can be encouraged and I can hear good music and I can hear someone speak or whatever, all of those things that, Sometimes we lean on a little too hard, and uh, that wasn't my path. But what it did was develop, you know, really good muscles um, in terms of faith for me to be able to um, thrive in a relationship with God, you know, in a building or outside of a building, um, in a religious building, outside of a religious building, you know, on the road, you know, in center field with 35,000 people yelling, you know, in a minor league ballpark with 500 people, I mean, wherever. And uh, so that's how it kind of came about for me. So, you oh. know, over the years, I've been able to be involved with different things, you know, officially and unofficially in terms of ministry and all of that. Um, but whether official or unofficial, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. You know, those are things that we as men um, institute and put together, you know. But as far as the kingdom stands, um, there's so much opportunity and there's so much impact that um, the least of us can make on another human being when we're carrying, um, you know, the heart and love of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ. 100%. He is Chris Singleton. Again, newest member of the Brewer Telecast for Valley Sports Wisconsin. For you coaches, and I know you guys listen because you talk to me all the time. You say, hey, I like uh, that religion show you do. I go, I don't do a religion show. And we have, we laugh. We have that conversation. I want to read a quote that I, that I found during research for this show 
that I, I, I'm going to take this quote and I'm going to make it big and, put, and highlight it that Chris gave to, to somebody who had an interview with him and he says this. God gives you the perspective to say what's the most important thing, and it's kingdom, and it's the kingdom of God. It's guys being saved because so many people are affected when a man chooses to live for God. His wife is affected. His children are affected. His children's children, his children's friends. So there's such a spread of truth and of the gospel by just one man being obedient. And I look— that just that jumped off the page to me. It jumped off the page to me because I've been at the church I go to. We talk a lot about how important men are in your local church. And this quote that 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 Chris gave to this writer when he says, "Look, you're, when when one man chooses to live for God, there's so many people that ripple effect." And I think he's just he's onto something there, and I think it's really important. We're going to get to a break. We'll continue our conversation with Chris Singleton. Again, new to Milwaukee, former Major League Baseball player, played for the White Sox, the Orioles, Athletics, and the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. And, boy, this is a man who's got his head on straight, and I commend you know, him. I, his mom, who worked awfully hard, I have to tell you, she did a nice job with this with this man. He, he, he figured it out as an 8-year-old, but then really figured it out in college, and uh, I commend him for that. This is Faith in the Zone on twelve fifty AM. The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Bayview Shade and Blind. Here are your hosts, Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Kellner. Only on twelve fifty AM. The Fan. I'm just a nobody We're trying to tell everybody. All about somebody who saved my soul. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. Moses had stage fright, and David brought a rock to a sword fight. You picked 12 outsiders nobody would have chosen and you changed the world. Well, the moral of the story is everybody's got a purpose. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. Again, I got to thank Tom Roy. He just uh, has been such a godsend to this show. And, and uh, for him to introduce me to Chris Singleton and the fact that Chris is now spending some time in Milwaukee. He is the newest member of the Brewer Telecast Valley Sports Wisconsin is where you can you can hear him. ESPN. He he's been doing a lot uh, around the game of baseball, and and I love that, Chris. Before I talk a little bit about um, about this other company that you have and your family has started, because I find it really interesting. Um, can I talk a little bit about the idea and and the the decision to take this job in Milwaukee and. Wondering how you feel about uh, about this team and and being around, you know, some of the people in the organization. I I live here, so I think it's a first class organization. I really do, and and I think most of the people here feel that way as well. Was that something that that swayed you to come and work for the Brewers? Yeah, it was. It was easy when I got the call to at least start to consider it. I you know I have a pretty um, comfortable schedule with what I do for ESPN and. You know, doing the national games, it's it's nice because things are always fresh, and you're experiencing, you know, different you know ballparks, organization, managers, uh, personnel, staff, and everything else. And uh, so when I you know did get the call, that because of it, it was, you know, the city and everything else that in the organization that you know I definitely was fond of. Um, I was able to entertain it and, and see what was there and uh you know flattered as well just to be thought of and you know with such a great broadcast team that they have here on you know all aspects from you know the tv booth to the radio booth to sophia you know minart who's does yeah. the sideline reporting um just really you know pre-game post-game folks um you know they've, they've got a really nice product here and so um you know them thinking that I could add to it was, you know, very, very flattering. So easy to, 
to make that decision um, to come and be a part. And they've been wonderful as a, you know, ESPN guy just coming in to do games. I spent a lot of time, I feel like, around the organization in 20, uh, what was it, 2018, um, on their run all the way to, you know, game seven of the NLCS against the Dodgers. Uh, spent a lot of time in Milwaukee doing, you know, the playoff series with the Rockies and then with the Dodgers and just being around the team. And felt like, wow, this would be a good place to do more games, whether for ESPN. Uh, I never really thought that it ended up, doing t- games for the team, but sure. you know, the fact of just being in this area and being around the people, wonderful people at the ballpark, it just, it's some of the best, if not some of the, the, the most genuine um, quality folks in baseball. And I'm not clearly not saying that just because I'm here. I've talked with, you know, a few individuals since that year of 2018, where I got to spend some time of just how, how nice Milwaukee is. So um, so that's been great, and and it's just been wonderful. They've they've been so accommodating to make sure that you know I feel comfortable, and um, I feel like from the first game with you know Brian and I, uh, it's just was easy to get going. And even working with Jeff Levering yep. uh, yesterday um, was very easy. So yeah, I'm happy to be here. Hey, Brian was one of the first guests that I've ever had on Faith in the Zone eight years ago. That's and, funny uh, because. I'm sitting in Brian's kitchen right now at his kitchen table. We just had dinner. Oh, geez. and uh, I told him I'd be doing the interview with you, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I've done it." He has. He was. He, like was before, so. he was so kind because we were. It was early on, and and I I basically begged him. I said, "Come on, man, please." I'll tell you my favorite my favorite Brian story. I went to listen to him speak at Wisconsin Lutheran College, and uh-huh. after I went to introduce myself, and I said, "Look, I'm a sales rep for these radio stations." And before I could say, I also do this thing called Faith in Zone, he said, do you have any, um, like, adult bookstores or strip joints as your clients? And I go, uh-huh. uh, I don't. I thought, well, this is kind of odd. He goes, I have a great idea that I want somebody to use. And I said, what is it? He said, I want somebody who has a lot of those types of businesses to go ask the owner Hey, well, who's your favorite charity? Let's take half of your schedule and promote that charity that does great work for the schools or, you know, for this mission and see if you can get half of that junk off your radio station. I said, that's a great idea. And he just came up with it. And then I talked about Faith and Zone and, and he was so kind to, to, to do that. Hey, when next time you see Sophia, by the way, um, her father, big time uh, high school football coach in the state of Wisconsin. I've he, heard about that. Yeah, he just uh, 2017 or 18 was put into the Wisconsin Football Coaches Association Hall of Fame, and and uh, big fan of of his. With I do a lot of high school stuff here on 1250, and he coached up at Madison Edgewood, and just a, just a really good man and a really good coach. Hey, before we get to a break, I want to talk a little bit about um, about this this company that that you founded, and you're the CEO, and it's a family run. Company, I believe it's Singe's Plant um, uh, Medicinal is is the name of it. And you go to Singe's.com if you want. It's S-I-N-G-Y-S dot com yep. to take a look at this. And I, I I spent more time on there than I thought that I would. I have to be honest with you. And my favorite line, and I read a whole bunch in there, but when you say on the front page, look, I've been very humbled and honored to provide alternative therapies for individuals that are battling cancer, recovering from strokes, and trying to heal from surgery. I understand how powerful plant medicine can be, especially when an individual combines them with a positive outlook and a genuine faith in God. And this is this has has really taken off uh, throughout the country. And when you're my age, you're, you get a little bit scared on stuff like this. You don't really know too much what it is. But your website does a great job of explaining what it is and any fears that that a guy like me would have. Um, I think you do a really good job of explaining what CBD oil is and how it can benefit you. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate that feedback and. I'll have to tell Laura, our uh, content manager, that uh, she's doing a great job with that. Please but, do. Yeah, we want to be able to help, you know, folks. I mean, it's a it's a space where obviously, you know, there's a lot of, of revenue, you know, potential for different companies, and there are a lot of different brands. But what what took me into it was just my health and holistic background, you know, just being you know, a certified health and nutrition coach and 
you know, really being a student of all things holistic and sort of developing a little, you know, mini clinic at home with hyperbaric oxygen and, you know, infrared saunas and cell charging platforms and things like that. It was kind of one of those, if you build it, they will come. And, you know, as I started to invest, you know, thousands of dollars into this uh, different types of equipment, you end up getting a call from a friend who's got a friend that's a mom that's battling cancer and wants to come and talk. And you sit down and you talk, you pray with this individual, you are able to offer um, the resources that you have that they would have to pay like to go and use you're able to offer those for free to them and you know just serve them and, and kind of walk with them down that path and i tell you it's been it's been an honor it's been humbling at times when you know you're with an individual that doesn't know you know what next week looks like or a month looks like or if they're going to be able to make graduation or their kids uh, wedding because of the disease they're battling and you know on one end they think that you know, you're helping them, but in a lot of ways, you know, they're helping you to understand and put certain things in perspective as far as life, you know, as we all try to get well and, and healthy. So with CBD oil, I had found it to be helpful for me in dealing with some back pain. And then I started to study the properties of the plant. And to be honest, you know, when I was first introduced to it, I was like, nah, there's no way that's, you know, that's marijuana. That's, you know, that's bad, bad, bad. Um, and by the grace of God, I was able to get past that and say, let me do some studying and let me look into this and see what this is all about. And as I studied and as I experienced some serious relief for my, you know, back pain that I thought might need surgery, um, I thought there was something there. And, you know, you had to keep it hush-hush because certain people, you know, would automatically put you in a box or category. It was so easy, especially, you know, six, seven years ago, for it to be directly associated with, you know, marijuana or getting high, which it has nothing to do with, you know, getting high or having any psychoactivity. It's just, you know, really more of helping your body to balance itself by reducing inflammation and, you know, working with your endocannabinoid system, which is, you know, very uh, well-connected, strongly connected to your nervous system. And, you know, basically what a lot of people use different pharmaceutical drugs for, um, there's something that is from the earth, it's organic, it's whole, that can actually help your body to heal itself rather than something that's just going to mask the symptoms of the ailment that you're dealing with. So, um, you know, having recommended different products to clients, if you will, friends that I was helping, there just came a time where it was you know, time for me to do, you know, my own brand and have my own hands on it, have my own influence in it. I believe that source, you know, first, you know, wherever, you know, good source of anything that we put in our bodies from food to water to, you know, whatever it may be that you want it to come from, you know, good place, good soil. Uh, you want good people that are handling it the best you can. I, I believe in the power of, you know, intention and energy and, and vibration and frequency. And, you know, those are all things that, you know, for some people it's like, oh, that's woo-woo. No, it's it's just, it's the science of how we're created. You know, we're energetic beings. You know, when you when you uh, lose energy and voltage, you flatline and, and you say goodbye, right? So um, understanding that, um, you know, whether it's things of, of, of praise, you know, lifting up praise to God is, is creating a, a vibration and a frequency that can change the atmosphere and can change um, situations and circumstances. So, you know, God is amazing, and uh, his creation is way, way beyond what we can even, you know, grasp. And even the fact that we are fearfully and wonderfully made in these bodies and, you know, um, our spirits and having a soul. So, you know, with the plant medicines, it's really just helping um, an individual's body to heal itself. And uh, we've been able to um, help a lot of people, and it's been great. And And it's been, you know, good, profitable business, but the joy of it has been the fact that we've been able to help people and we've been able to help people, you know, even in some secret ways um, that maybe have, you know, different, uh, they're at a different place and, and maybe don't have access. And we are able to, to help them have access to um, these medicines that will help them. But it's great getting emails from customers or calls and um, makes you feel good. And, 
you know, one thing I like to do when I'm around and, and orders are going out, I like to just, you know, grab the box, grab the order, and just lay hands on it, pray pray over it directly for God knows exactly who's going to consume that bottle. And uh, um, I don't necessarily need to know, but I can uh, align myself with him and uh, trust that that what is in that bottle will uh, meet the need that that individual has, that it will give them relief, that it will give them a break, and will be able to ultimately allow them to enjoy and experience um, you know, God in a greater way. Just he, by, you know, when people are in pain or they're, they're suffering, it's hard, you know, to have a good outlook or to have joy. So if you can help someone to minimize that, and all of a sudden, you know, they're more thankful to God or they're nicer to their spouse or they're nicer to their kids. I mean, all that stuff is good stuff to me. 100%. He is Chris Singleton. Again, newest member of the Brewer Telecast. Go to singys.com. S-I-N-G-Y-S dot com. And, and you know what? Thank Laura, because she did. I spent a lot of time, and she educated an old guy who didn't know a ton about that. And I certainly appreciate that. We'll get you a break. Other side of the break, it'll be a short segment. I'm going to ask him what uniform he would he would grab out of that closet and put back on. One more game in his career, who would it be for and who would it be against? This is Faith in the Zone. On 1250 AM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here are hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner, only on 1250 AM, The Fan. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see, nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see, nobody but Jesus. Moses had stage fright, and David brought a rock to a sword fight. You picked 12 outsiders, nobody would have chosen and you changed the world. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM. The fan, I'm Mike McGivern. And man, this was a quick hour. Chris Singleton, newest member of the Brewer Telecast for Bally Sports Wisconsin. And again, what we had talked about, you can go to his website. It's S-I-N-G-Y-S dot com. Or you can follow him on Twitter at S-I-N-G-Y tweets. So Singy tweets. And, uh... Follow him on Twitter. He's got some great stuff up there. Hey, a very short segment here, Chris. All the teams you've ever played for from Little League to, you know, to, to peewee football and all of it, all the way through college, through major leagues and minor league baseball. If I could give you one more game and pick out, out of the closet one uniform that you would have to play for that game, what uniform would you put on and who would you play against? All right. I think that's kind of easy, Mike. So, we're going to go back to uh, – I'm going to put on an Oakland A's uniform. It's going to be a, the white home uniform. Okay. And we are going back to 2003. And uh, it's interesting when you're a kid, you know, you make up these scenarios in the background. Bottom of the ninth, bases loaded, down by three. Well, that was the closest I'd ever gotten to it. Coming up in the bottom of the ninth inning, down uh, a run to the Boston Red Sox. Runners on second and third. And uh, – 50,000 people in the Oakland Coliseum, just everything that you'd ever dreamed of and everything that you ever like feared at the same time. Right. Right. Um, but I say that because we had so much fun in Oakland that year. I mean, we, we had a great team. We had guys that really enjoyed playing together and, and we were good. And so I ended up walking um, and the next guy struck out to end the game. Oh. But if we could go back and do that one over again, beat the Red Sox. And then we were going to go, I'm just telling you, we were going to go and beat the Yankees in the next round. And the Oakland A's are going to be in the World Series that year. So that's that's kind of what I'd like to redo on. Get that one back. Man, that's a great one. That really <laughs> is. Hey, Chris, I can't thank you enough. And, again, I want to thank Tom Roy. If uh, if you meet Tom Roy, if you want to meet him, Shepherd Coach Network is what he's the president of right now. He was the founder of UPI. And it's just a, just a really good friend to this show and to me personally. Um, Chris, I welcome you to Milwaukee. I hope that uh, I hope the Brewers go a long way. I'm a big Brewer fan and always have been, and I uh, really enjoy listening and watching you on the telecast. 
Uh, if there's anything that uh, you ever need from somebody that's lived here in the city his entire life, please let me know. But thank you so much for your time. Oh, my pleasure, Mike. Thanks for having me. You bet. He is, again, Chris Singleton. You can go to that website that we had talked about, singys.com, and uh, you're going to learn a lot from that. That is for sure. This is Faith in the Zone. On 1250 AM, The Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip on a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm just a nobody, trying to tell everybody all about somebody who saved my soul. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. When Moses had stage fright, and David brought a rock to a sword fight, you picked 12 outsiders nobody would have chosen, and you changed the world. Well, the moral of the story is everybody's got a you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.